This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Jazz. Romberg was very happy to learn that you guys are doing the game tonight because we know it's a head-to-head with the national broadcast. And, uh, you know, he was extremely disappointed when you guys weren't on television for the, the Dwayne Wade game. So he is he is relieved and happy to hear your voice tonight. Oh, that, that's nice to know that Romberg uh, enjoys the home telecast. Yeah, I can't I can't get any part of that TNT or ESPN. I got nothing to do with those people. Zero. <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk about it all night long. Because I don't know if there's like a certain feel that I get when listening to you guys do the game as opposed to hearing 45 minutes of political jargon like we got when Dwayne Wade happened. And they didn't even put on television the wonderful tribute that the Heat did for Dwayne Wade. Well, you know, there's, uh, this year... Did we lose Eric there? Blown, but you know we're doing eighty of the eighty-two games this year on Fox Sports Sun, so uh, we enjoy every opportunity. Uh, uh, this is an important opportunity for Miami right now. You know, with these five of the next six at home, you know, part of this six-game homestand, and we all know that you know nothing sends a season in the wrong direction quicker than than losing at home, and nothing can get you back on track as as fast as as taking care of business at home. And that's the opportunity in front of Miami right now. It, it's a chance to get right back uh, on the right track, right back into to a chase for a playoff spot and all the things you, you hope for coming into the season. So one game at a time, uh, good performance a couple nights ago, and now a chance against an Indiana team that's, you know, won three of their last four. Some, some really delicious matchups tonight. Somebody got to cool down Paul George. The Miles Turner, Hassan Whiteside center battle will be intriguing, and I think we're going to get another really competitive uh, and entertaining game tonight. Clearly, Hassan is very concerned with what Eric and Tony have to say about him during the broadcast because he bounced back relatively nicely the other night with the 17 points and 15 rebounds, I believe, he finished with. Uh, How impressed were you the way that he answered the bell of getting accused of just being lazy and not having any effort? Well, you know, he had a couple of lethargic games. Um, but, you know, I think if you look at the overall body of work, it's been very impressive. I mean, you know, almost 18 points a game. He's leading the league in rebounds and offensive rebounds. He's in the top three in double-doubles and blocks. He's having an exceptional season, but he set a very high standard for himself. And, uh, you know, like I think with Whiteside, if he doesn't have a double-double in the first half or finish with 15 rebounds or more, you feel like, you know, what happened to him tonight? But uh, everybody has off nights. I, I think you hear Spo talk about it all the time, uh, you know, about the, the burden of greatness. And if you're, if you're putting up big numbers and your team's not winning, you know, you need to do more. And anything he's telling to the media, he's already told to Whiteside. So they're staying on top of him. Uh, Whiteside, it, it's, it's part of his maturation process, you know, from, from a guy that was outside the league trying to get in and I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot in the past with Hassan. For most of his career, it was about getting to this destination, being in the NBA and being on a team. It wasn't until last year that, you know, that he became sort of, you know, a, a guy that you knew was going to be on your team and you knew you were going to count on. 
And now he's all of a sudden the franchise centerpiece and a guy that you're building around. And that means you take on a leadership role, whether you want to or not, because when you're one of the top one or two players on your team, you better come to work on time. You've got to be attention, uh, attentive to detail. You've got to focus in on the little things. Everybody's watching, and most importantly, the guys that you share that locker room with. So there's a burden of leadership. Um, I think what, we've, what I found out about Whiteside this year, uh, winning does matter to him a lot. And um, I, I think overall he's had a very good year, uh, albeit a, a few nights where he, he, he wasn't as plugged in as he needs to be. But overall, I think he's had a terrific first half of the season. Eric, how much better do we think Goron is that James Johnson is back in the mix as opposed to having Dion Waiter share some time with him? Well, obviously two different positions. And I, I think, you know, if, if everybody was healthy at the beginning of the year, Brett, I, I really believe that Eric Spolscher wanted to use Dion Waiters and Tyler Johnson as his, you know, guards coming off the bench. And when you think about that, that's a pretty good set of backup, uh, you know, guards with, with Waiters having the ball in his hands alongside Tyler Johnson. I think Waiters was having a good year, but listen, the ball's clearly in Gorin's hands more. And you talk about a guy that's taken over leadership. You know, I don't know if there's anybody that takes the losses harder than Goran Dragic. You could see it on his face after games. He, he He's truly disappointed. Listen, pro athletes shake off losses quickly. Uh, Dragic less quickly than most, but he understands his role as a leader on this team and how important it is for the rest of the guys to feed off Goran's energy and effort. And he always plays hard. He's always going at full speed. Um, you know, he's one of the best drivers and finishers in the league. His, his outside shot is on. He always gives you full effort. Uh, Dragic, to me, looks like he did four years ago when he was third-team All-NBA, averaging 20 a game with the Suns. So uh, he and Whiteside, they're the Heat's two best players, and I think both of them understand that if they don't play good to great, uh, you know, the Heat don't have as good a chance to win. You know, Eric, uh, not a knock on Dion Waiters, but I, I do think it's made a difference that, like, I don't think it's coincidence that Goron is playing this kind of basketball right now since Dion has been out. And what I mean by that is uh, for Dion to be effective, he, he needs the ball in his hands. Dion's got the ball in his hands a lot. And uh, for Goron to be at his best, he needs the ball in his hands more. It was uh, it was something we've talked about for a couple years when Dwayne Wade was in the backcourt with Goran Dragic. But obviously we want Dwayne Wade to have the ball. So you couldn't see, you couldn't maximize Goran Dragic's strengths. And I really think over the last couple weeks, uh, and it's why I think that Dion will come back off the bench, is uh, when Goran has the ball more, you're maximizing all his strengths. There's no doubt about that. And I think Dion Waiters, you know, every second unit needs scoring, and he's going to give Miami that. Uh, he's also an underrated ball handler and passer. And I think, I think passing uh, and hitting the open man, I, I talk about this often on our telecast. One of the differences, uh, and sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's obvious, uh, I think one of the things that separates the elite teams and the good teams from the teams that are struggling is how quickly do you recognize a mismatch and get the ball to the guy that's got the advantage. It, it's something the Heat need to do more of, and the better teams in the league do it do it consistently. You know, Brett mentioned James Johnson. I think he's probably the most on the team right now. He's been the Heat's best, you know, power player other than Whiteside, 
and uh, the, give the, give James Johnson credit for buying into the culture, for losing 20 to 25 pounds and getting in the best shape of his NBA career, and give the Heat credit and Eric Spolster credit for utilizing him in a way that really hasn't been done as much in the past as it's being done now. He's a point four. Uh, we saw him play center in the fourth quarter the other night. Um, he's a guy that's got really a way above average ball handling and passing and dribbling skills for a big guy. And, uh, you know, we've watched him for seven, eight years in the league. I've never seen him play as well or as complete as he's done this year in a Heat uniform. Make sure you take note tonight, 7 o'clock start, okay? 7 o'clock start, so 6.30, right? 6.30 Heat live tonight with you guys on Fox Sports Sun? You got it. Yeah, so 7 o'clock tonight. Make sure you take note of the the change in time for just tonight uh, as the Heat take on the Pacers. Finally here, uh, the New York Jets this weekend, Eric. For folks who don't know, Eric Reed is a big-time New York Jets fan. Uh, the Dolphins need to go in there and get a W, Eric. What do you think about that? I have been outed again by Zaslow. Yes. Hey, I, listen, for the, for the Jets who have had a, a whole slew of uh, games that aren't as meaningful as you'd like, especially here in the month of December, I love the situation they're in because the Dolphins, listen, I love the season the Dolphins are having. I, I'm happy they're chasing a playoff spot. I think it's been compelling to watch them play every Sunday. And now the, against Bryce Petty and a, and a group of beaten-up Jets, will, you know, the one thing I liked about the Jets win in San Francisco, the week before it looked like they, they quit and gave up, and those are the kind of games that get your head coach in big, big trouble. They didn't let week in San Francisco they were down 17 to 3 and they showed enough will and fight to get back and win that game in overtime so I'm looking for a great effort and I think it's gonna be a very entertaining football game Saturday night we're off I'm gonna get to sit at home my own living room which is a, a novel idea in the middle of an NBA season and enjoy that football game are you firing Todd Bowles uh, you know, I, I, I hope he doesn't get fired. I mean, you know, this is the same guy that, that got him the 10 wins last year. I tend to think the Jets' issues this year are more personnel-driven uh, than they are coach-driven. Uh, it's easy to blame the coach and want him out when, when you have an awful season like they're having. But uh, they got they got to restock that cupboard, um, do great in the draft, and, uh, you know, imp- improve the talent base on that team. Are you done with Fitzpatrick? I think the Jets are. I mean, you know, he had a he had a career year last season. He and Brandon Marshall, who were the Jets' top two playmakers last year, have have both looked a lot older and a lot closer, I guess, to what they've been, you know, over the last few years. So uh, disappointing year for them. And I I think the thing as as a, somebody that watches the Jets closely year after year and game after game, I was fired up about their defensive front this year. Uh, I know they lost one of their guys to uh, to the Giants, but. They had some really big-time personnel up front, and that defensive line was awful this year. Uh, very disappointing against both the run and putting heat on the passer. The, it, it exposed a really weak secondary and an aging Darrell Rebus. So uh, that, that's the number one thing I'd want to know as, a, as sort of an outsider looking at what happened to that defensive line this season. Finally, Eric, you're a Boca resident. I know you attend the FAU games. Give us some thoughts here on Lane Kiffin. Well, I'm excited for the program. I've gotten to know Pat Chun a little bit, their athletic director, over the last few years. They have a beautiful stadium to play in right on campus. Um, Listen, I know it's a tough job, but there are some facilities there that are in place. That's a big-time hire to get a guy with the kind of name recognition Lane Kiffin has. You saw the kind of publicity they got. You know, nationally, a year ago, I think Lane is going to add a lot of excitement to the program, to the boosters, and uh, we love it. I mean, I live 
not even five minutes from the football stadium. So we're excited about it. We support FAU football, as we do the Canes and everybody else down here. But uh, I'm a neighbor of FAU and a, and a big fan of their football program right Speaking now. Speaking of your friend, Chun, he came up to me my last game with BN and was like, yeah, we were in the same stadium together one year. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, Ohio State. I was working for Ohio State, the Buckeyes. I said, yes, you son of a bitch. I said, you got to get away from me right away. He started laughing. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we exchanged a few stories. But, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he's doing a nice job there. And, you know, Michael Curry, former Piston, is the coach of the that's basketball right. program. Yeah, that's right. But the one thing that football has that their basketball program doesn't is is that great on – you know, they, they got a gym at FAU where the basketball team plays. But that is a beautiful, perfectly sized stadium for their football program. And uh, – I know people in Boca are, are, are excited about it. Um, you know, look at the look. You know, we we've, listen. It, it, basketball has made great strides over the last 29 years here in South Florida. But we know what kind of football talent lives down here, and now we see the kind of coaching talent that is working down here. Really phenomenal. You know, Butch Davis. Um, you know, Mark Rick, and and now Coach Kiffin up here in Boca Raton. And and let us not leave out Charlie Strong on the other side. So. Great, great time, I think, for college football in Florida. Heat Live, 630, Fox Sports Sun, and then Eric and Tony, they got your call at 7. Romberg's happy. He doesn't want to watch any other broadcast but Fox Sports Sun. We'll see you tonight at the arena. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, coming to you live from the bus stop at Addison Meisner Elementary School. See you guys. (laughs) There you go. Eric Reed right there. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.